Hi! Welcome to Swipers Anonymous, the podcast hosted by me, Anna. And me, Gabby. We decided to have this show despite having no online dating experience because like many of you, we were curious about it. As a disclaimer, some themes and languages may not be suitable for audiences under the age of 18. The views of the interviewees are not necessarily the views of the hosts and the show. We are not professionals in any way in relationships and the like. Listener discretion is advised. Due to privacy concerns, some of our interviewees have requested use of a fictitious name for purposes of this podcast. All right. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoyed recording. Anna. So today we have a special interviewee all the way from the United States of America in <laughs> Washington, D.C. Yeah. Uh, she is a Filipina who moved to D.C. Mm-hmm. And she's here to give us a bit of a perspective on what it's like to date in D.C. online. So yeah, Simone, would you like to say a few words about yourself? Definitely. So like you said, <laughs> born and raised in the Philippines and moved to D.C. in 2013. So I've been here for around seven and a half years now and haven't mm-hmm. left work in the communications industry and yeah I mean with the pandemic I've mainly been staying home and taking my dogs on walks (laughs) in the dog park but still definitely online dating (laughs) (laughs) yeah so what prompted you to go online dating Mm -hmm. did you start while you were there only or Mm -hmm. did you also online date while you were living in the Philippines yeah so I actually started online dating here I would say when Tinder first started getting a bit popular and I was single at the time, mm-hmm. my friends in college were all on it. So I just wanted to see really what the dating pool was like. My university, there weren't, I would say, many prospects. So <laughs> online dating just seemed like a better way to see what was out there in yeah. the community <laughs> and meet new people. And I feel like it's evolved. I've gone on and off from online dating for the last few years. And I mm-hmm. sometimes I get bored and like delete the app and then other times I'm on it for months on end and trying to meet people, but it just really depends. <laughs> Finding yeah. a match is hard. <laughs> it sounds like a, a trend actually that we've been hearing people go on and off it or they yeah. get bored. And uh, I just wanted to know, like, so you started with Tinder, but what other apps have you tried? So I've tried Tinder, I've tried Bumble, but the main one I've been using, I would say in the last year and a half would be Hinge. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they have it in the Philippines. Uh, they um, do. Yeah. Okay. They just wonderful. got it. Yeah. The interface is beautiful. Exactly. I love that it has prompts so you can kind of get a feel for people's personalities Mm -hmm. and kind of also what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, And then obviously it requires photos and then you can also just kind of, especially if you have the premium feature, which I do not have, I'm not going to pay for that. (laughs) But um, it allows you to also kind of show your preferences, whether that's race Mm -hmm. or ethnicity, the religion or whatnot. So you can really narrow it down to what you're looking for when it's based on just demographic wise. On Hinge, do you just message each other or do you have to match? You also have to match. It's very much like Bumble Mm -hmm. and Tinder. Although this time, obviously, men and women can be engaging each other. It doesn't have to be one person reaches out first. 
Okay. Because mm, yeah, okay. like with Bumble, the woman, they say women feel more inclined towards Bumble because they feel more protected because they're the ones who have to reach out first in order for the guy to be able to message yeah. them. Mm-hmm. I think I always struggled with Bumble just because of that 24-hour time limit of having to reach out to someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a time limit. I didn't know that. Yes. Once you match with someone, if I'm not mistaken, and again, I haven't used Bumble in a couple of years, but... Yeah. I believe once you match with someone, you have 24 hours to reach out. And mm-hmm. as long as you reach out, there's, they stay in your profile. But if not, you're no longer a match after 24 hours. Got it. Oh, okay. Someone actually, one of my male friends recently told me that the man can actually extend it. If he really likes you, he can extend the deadline somehow. Yes. Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> like Paid features. All the men that are really looking for a relationship, I feel like are investing yeah. in it through the paid features. <laughs> Speaking of men who are in it for a relationship, what are you in it for? Yeah. Yeah. So I was in a relationship while on and off for maybe seven years from when oh. I was 17 onwards. So yeah. I feel like now again, I just, when I got back on it, I would say maybe last May, 2019, I just wanted to see what was out there, who was out there, get to know people. I have a big group of friends here, but I don't necessarily like to date people within their friend groups um, Mm -hmm. because I feel like then it gets awkward if it does not work out, which is why I also go the online dating app route. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) But right now, you don't shit in your own backyard. That's (laughs) that's a really good um, uh, uh, thing to live by. Yeah, it does Um, get awkward. It really does get awkward. And don't get me wrong. Like, I've also had my fair share. Like, I I have dated someone in my building and the awkwardness level there is through the roof now. (laughs) Um, But no, I am definitely at this point, I would say, open to a relationship. I don't think I'm actively looking. Though I am, like, obviously on the apps and talking to people. But right now, I wouldn't say that anyone has sparked my interest. (laughs) And there you go. Exactly what I was going to ask you about. So we've been talking to a lot of Mm -hmm. people, girls and boys, and we feel like when we ask this question, the girls are like so quick to say one thing and the guys hesitate. But what makes you swipe right? (laughs) That's a good... So I think... Before, I would say it was mainly physical attraction to someone based Mm -hmm. on their photos. Now, I will say I'd look through and like guys on my own. But I tend to also just look at the people who like me. And to be honest, it matters what photo they're liking. Because I think it says a lot about the person. Like if you're liking a bikini picture of me, I kind of know what you're looking for. If you like a picture with me and my dog, I know that you at least like animals and maybe a nice person. So I feel like I can kind of develop a persona based on the photo of mine that Mm -hmm. someone is liking. But now with Hinge, I look at those personal prompts and see how they respond. A lot of them are quite douchey. For example, yesterday I was on Hinge and I was swiping through and there was a guy that said that the disability community has not lived up to previous standards by people such as Helen Keller or whatnot. And I was like, this is insane. I don't know what man would think that a woman would want to swipe right on that, but it happened. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wait, so you weren't matched with this guy. It just happened to be on his profile. It happened to be on his profile, but that was an immediate ex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No matter how cute he was, even if he looked like Thor. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say, like, 
I think I want someone who's at the very least a Christian, given the fact that we have mm-hmm. the, the Catholic upbringing mm-hmm. back in the Philippines. Really? Yes. I think it matters to have similar ideals. Same with political views. I'll take someone who's at the very least a moderate, but tend to lean to people <laughs> who are more liberal and progressive. But the minute yeah, they put yeah. conservative on their profile, I am not clicking really? <laughs> and matching with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you said something like you looked at the looks before. Was that like in 2013 when you were starting? And yes. You think, okay, yeah. so you think in the seven years that have passed, you've changed your... I don't know. I guess Older maybe you can wiser. explain that better. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I have changed what the focus is. Now I feel like jobs are more important. I mean, granted, they only put like their job description, which is a one-liner if they're a lawyer or whatever. Yeah. But that helps to show me that you're career-oriented, for example. When it comes to pictures of men, even if they are attractive, if you have a shirtless photo posing by a mirror, I'm not going to oh, like yeah. it. Oh, it bathroom selfies. <laughs> gym selfies. That's another one where I'm yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anna and I were Basically. just talking about that. I was like, you know, there's something about a guy who is not on social media that is so attractive. Oh, yeah. A guy who doesn't take a lot of selfies, you know. It, it's who is the one who's not on social media you were commenting there, on? There was this actor who I'm obsessed with because I can't find anything on him on social media. And that automatically makes him attractive to me because I'm like, I know what generation this guy's from, right? Like, <laughs> Private life, private. Wow. Does that bother yeah. you? I mean, I'm not going to give up your age, but you're definitely a bit younger than Anna and I. And the selfie thing, <laughs> guys, like, is that a no, no go, go? How do you feel about that? I think it's a deal breaker for me on a profile. <laughs> I think obviously if I had met someone in person and gotten to know them first and then saw their Instagram, which had yeah. a lot of like selfies, that would have yeah. been a different story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But since you're just basing it off three prompts and five photos, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. not working off much. <laughs> so what you're giving me is not what I'm liking right now. Right. Like this is really your best photo. Yeah. <laughs> what do you look like when it's not your best? <laughs> <laughs> or no, yeah, or maybe yeah. it's just too much right like they yeah themselves. and this is a funny thing and I think my friends here have the same sentiment and I think it's probably universal when we go through and we're like swiping right or left I think we're also thinking can I look at this face for the rest of my life <laughs> <laughs> no but it's true like we had even a guy say that right of course I have mm-hmm. to be attracted to her if I want a relationship with her I need to be with somebody who I can look at like yeah for a while for a long time mm-hmm. But um, given that you are particular about what you're looking for in profiles, are you also particular about what you put out there? Like, mm-hmm. how do you create your profile and try to um, give off what you want to project, I suppose? So one thing that I've been actively doing is trying to keep my photos updated. I don't want to come off as a catfish. Okay. <laughs> On Hinge, the quarantine wait has happened. So I've gained a couple of pounds and I just want to be realistic with men when they see me. <laughs> um, okay. uh-huh. But other That's things fair. I think about when I'm setting up my profile, to be honest, from a safety standpoint is not giving away too many details like with hinge it kind of tells you the neighborhood within the city you're in Mm -hmm. and that scares me i think with masks it's a bit easier in covid because people can't actually see your whole face when you're on the street but for example i used to talk about my dog in my profile but then i was like someone at the dog park might know my dog's name now and know this is me again i just want to almost keep my 
identity a bit private until I'm actually meeting this person and invested in them before giving away too much about myself. <laughs> Got it. So you think Wait, about safety yeah. when you're creating your profile? I definitely do. I've heard some horror stories, both from men and women. Oh, <laughs> um, would you like to share? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll actually talk about a man's story. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so someone I used to work with when he was still studying at a local university here, he had matched with someone, I believe, on Tinder. And I think they met up one night at a mutual friend's party. I think they kissed. And then after that, she started stalking him, kept showing up at parties, went to his school, started threatening his ex-girlfriend. He ended up having to file a restraining order against him. And now he refuses to ever use dating apps because of his experience. Oh my wow. god. And this happened over a two year period, if I'm not mistaken. For two years this person has been stalked. Yes. Because of a kiss. Yes. Be careful <laughs> where you put your mouth, people. One hundred percent. Very careful. It's not just her piece you may catch. <laughs> yes. You may catch a stalker. <laughs> Why? Oh my goodness. Yeah, that is pretty that is frightening. What about the girl? I don't know what happened to the girl. I believe she got kicked out of her university because of the stalking incident, which is understandable, obviously. But hope she's learned her lesson since then. I I also just wanted to tell it because (laughs) I feel like it happens a lot to women and that's what we hear. But it happens, I feel like, across the board, regardless of gender, sexual orientation or whatnot. Yeah, that's frightening. Now, Anna and I had told you in the pre-interview, we wanted to get a perspective of a Filipina who mm-hmm. is dating in, in, I guess, the States. How do you feel about that? Like, would you do it here? I mean, given that you've already been doing it quite often there and you know what you're looking for, you're pretty much experienced in online dating. If you were to move back here or if you were in the Philippines, would you online date? Or do you still feel like it's our circles are too small and it's not something you'd want to do? Or would you give it a go here? I would say I would be open to it, but I think I'd be a bit more cautious um, Mm -hmm. about my profile, what I put out there, and really just communicating what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Obviously, again, as you mentioned, the circles are very small. I feel like everyone knows each other and the gossip makes its rounds. Obviously, in DC, we're not the biggest city, but I can at least guarantee that someone in my friend group isn't going to hear stories about me from someone else on their dating experiences. So... There's a big transient community, correct? Like people coming in and out of DC. It's so transient. It's so international. It's great, but it's also not great. Yeah. I have noticed, and I think that's the same. Like if I was in the Philippines, even if I was just on vacation, I'd probably check it out. So whenever I travel to a new city, I tend to just see what the dating pool is because it changes with the city. Like for example, DC, I would say the men have it hard because there's so many attractive talented, career-oriented women here. Mm -hmm. And then, for example, I was in San Francisco a couple of weeks ago over the Christmas break, and I noticed that there were so many men, and it seemed like they were more interested in relationships because of the tech industry being so male-dominated that there's probably less women there as options, whereas DC has too many women as options. So I feel like the way men approach, and women, I guess, relationships really differs from city to city and I actually get very intrigued seeing what it's like 
(laughs) and what the options are. Let's say you hit it off with someone in a different city. That would be a bit of a a doozy to work out, especially from DC to California. That's not yeah, that's not close trip. <laughs> yes, no. Yeah. I actually um, fun story from over the break. I matched with a Filipino who I was like, <laughs> oh my god, he's so cute. I would. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, I, there's not many Filipinos in DC, so it's mm-hmm. hard to come by anyone. <laughs> um, so Did I was like, make really you more excited. interested in him, not just because he was cute, but that he was Filipino. I think so, but it's also just because my brothers especially, but I think my dad's probably on the same page. They kind of want me to date a Filipino um, or at least someone from a similar culture. So Mm -hmm. I feel like now I'm a bit more actively looking for that as opposed to previously. (laughs) (laughs) So what happened with the Filipino? Did it turn out well? Well, we kept talking and we were going to FaceTime, but then I was like... After a couple of days before I was leaving, I was like, well, I'm not even going to be able to meet you during this trip, given COVID and other, just my schedule. But (laughs) I decided to not move forward because, like you said, there's just too much factors (laughs) that play that don't make sense. The distance, yeah. Especially the distance. (laughs) So did you just like ghost him? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's kind of normal, right? Simone, like that's not... Crazy. Yes, it's not crazy. I would say it's it's generally the go-to. I would say it's either you get men and women who are going to ghost you or people that keep following up even though they probably realize you're not going to get back to them. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but I will say I do ghost people, but it's not like across the board. If I've been seeing someone in person for a while and yeah. I'm not feeling it anymore and it's someone I met on a dating app, like I'll still give them the time of the day to like, talk through my feelings and where I feel we should leave it off at. I guess you mentioned that you were interested in finding someone from a similar culture. Well, just based on my experience, I married an American and surprisingly, we had a lot in common in terms of values and mindset. So I think uh, you shouldn't close that door just yet. Americans. <laughs> I'm just telling her to, to keep her doors open. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I will definitely be keeping my options open. I would say like from my friends, they make fun of me because I probably have dated every type of race. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Yes, I'm not judgmental in that regard. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good. And I have some friends too, like one of my best friends here, she's Indian American, but she only mm. likes white men. <laughs> so, but you see, it's just a type, right? Mm. And some people really stick to this type. And apparently you're going more for whether you find the attract attraction isn't necessarily even a type. Sometimes there's just something attractive about a person. Yeah. Whether that be a personality trait. Has anyone ever really gotten you on one line? Like when he messaged you and you were like, Yeah, I wanna date this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I get like really cheesy messages. <laughs> so no one's blown you away. Like- No, no one has blown me away. Although there was someone when I was, again, in San Francisco over the break, he was smart. He ended up playing almost, how do you call that? The wingman. (laughs) Okay. 
he oh. had messaged me and was like, my friend really finds you cute, but he can't seem to find your profile. What? And I was like, I don't know what this friend looks like, but you know, you got my attention. I literally said, you got my attention with this message. So what does your friend look like? What's his Instagram <laughs> or Facebook? Let me just see what we're working with. And then I can oh. decide whether I want to approach him. Oh my goodness. So and how did that work happen? out? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we actually are following each other on Instagram now, but he was Wait, in LA. Wait, the guy I- or, or his friend? The guy gave me his friend's Instagram that he was referring to. <laughs> and we ended up chatting for a bit, but he was in Los Angeles when I was in San Francisco. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we couldn't meet. So that text exchange died down. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So did you find him more attractive or less attractive than the first guy? <laughs> more. The first oh, guy okay. was not attractive. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, so that turned out well for you. Just the problem is location. Yes, yeah. the problem was fine. The friend wasn't creepy. He was actually just trying to be a wingman. It worked out. Well, it didn't work out, but it worked out <laughs> in the sense that I moved forward. <laughs> I have another question. So 2020 has been a very challenging year here in Manila and in the Philippines. And I'm sure over there in DC. How has that affected uh, your online dating in any way? It's definitely affected the number of people I've seen this year. I would say throughout 2020, and I have like deleted Hinge on and off throughout the year, just because I've gotten bored, you keep running into the same prospects. But basically, I think I've seen only three men this year from Hinge. And I've had to talk to them a bit beforehand, make sure they're not necessarily seeing a ton of people. Mm -hmm. They're being safe. The hangouts have been limited to, well, in the summertime, it was a bit easier because of outdoor dining and whatnot. But now that it's winter, I feel like dating is kind of closed off to meeting someone at their apartment at this rate. Which again means I feel like you need to spend some time getting to know someone before doing that. More from a women's (laughs) safety standpoint, I feel like, than anything. But the men I've seen this year, I will say, again, I feel like the more I get older, the better I am at reading what men are looking for, Mm -hmm. how they act, where they want to go in their lives. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) the first person I actually met this year, I love the fact that We were supposed to meet at his place. I am a very introvert, lazy person. Doesn't help with COVID. (laughs) So I had literally told him that I would go to his apartment and like he cooked dinner while I got lazy and was like, can you instead come over? (laughs) And cook me dinner in my house. (laughs) Well, he actually, he made like a venison stew for us. And since I didn't come over, he brought me the food. Yeah. Oh, he sounds and I just thought yeah. that was so sweet. And now he lives across the street from me. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. He's your neighbor. <laughs> we ended on good terms. I'm pretty sure oh, yeah, okay. he was very much a man whore, but he was a lovely person, just generally speaking. <laughs> he was some man whore. <laughs> Describe man whore like that he's brought a lot of venison to a lot of doorsteps. That's what you mean. Oh, for He brings sure. the venison. <laughs> um, Like, for example, he told me that he had dated someone for three months the summer prior to us hanging out. Yeah. But then he was like, I dated her because she had given me an ultimatum, but I didn't really like her. And I was like, this is... So to me, that's like peak man whore personality. Just based on the number of girls that followed him every day on Instagram, I would check when we were still seeing each other. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you're literally following the whole DC at this rate. (laughs) 
<laughs> so Simone, thank you. You actually gave me the next shirt that I want to have made for the show. The first one is because of Gabs, it's sorry, Chris Hemsworth. And now this one is brings the venison. <laughs> the venison stew. <laughs> Definitely. (laughs) Memorable moment. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So you have some interesting experiences in DC, but since you have yet to try online dating here in the Philippines, I'm sure you have friends back at home who Mm -hmm. who do it. Uh, Do you have any impressions from their stories of Mm -hmm. what it's like here? Funny enough, my whole friend group, I would say outside of two people, are in relationships slash married. So (laughs) only one of them, she's now living in Australia for graduate school. But when she was in Manila, she was on the app and she had actually met someone who I wouldn't say they were dating. He traveled quite a lot and he was Filipino too, but they saw each other often. Like they would even send each other postcards when they were traveling. So I would feel they formed a friendship more than (laughs) a relationship. But they said that their experiences weren't that it wasn't a terrible experience being on dating apps back home. It was weird for them, though, to like obviously run into people that they had known from the time they were maybe in grade school. Yeah, um, I can but, imagine. Yeah, I think that's where I would get nervous about doing a dating app back home. Is like people know who you are, <laughs> depending on what circles you're running in. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I want them to see me. It's not that I'm embarrassed to be on an app, but... I don't want to even have to deal with them trying to match me or like having to have them talk about the fact that I was on an app with friends. <laughs> or maybe yeah. why they didn't match with you when you swiped on them. Or like, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that okay. get awkward. I really do wonder about that. Because again, the circles, at least people that you know, Anna knows, uh, myself, mm-hmm. it is a small circle. Right. And mm-hmm. that's another question that I failed to ask maybe a few people, but is it really that small? Or do we just think that it's small? Or do you still meet people who you realize, oh, wait, they're from our circles, but I never even met this person. I have no idea who this person is. And we get on well. Maybe that's what happened with your friend, someone from our circles, and yet she had never met him until she got on the app. That actually was the case. It yeah. was definitely someone who was in a friend of a friend's group. Yeah. But I don't think they had ever actually introduced themselves in person or whatnot. I'm not even sure they had seen each other prior, but they did find out at least that they did have quite a few mutual friends in the end. And that's mm-hmm. when the vetting begins, right? Is when you realize you know someone that knows the person <laughs> and you're asking them questions. I know I've done it for my friends. And I feel like back home, actually, now that you mention that is yeah. if I was on an online dating app and there was someone I had seen in a party, for example, and I found them attractive and I saw them on the app, <laughs> I probably would just give it a go. Yeah. Might as well make a move. It's easier to do so online than going up to someone in person. Yeah. <laughs> so. This is true. Does that make online dating more appealing to you? The fact that you don't have to see them in person like if I'm gonna get shut down it's not gonna be face to face 100% I would never like I can honestly say I don't think I've ever gone up to someone in person that I was interested in I might give you eyes the whole time throughout the night to see if you're like gonna come to me (laughs) but I do you think that's a Filipino thing that's because we're Filipino and like we're taught lady should be the ones courted I was about to say I definitely like when someone courts Just thinking even about love languages, for example, Mm -hmm. I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of people 
do, I would say, words of affirmation, but my main one is quality time and acts of service. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it goes to show that I need someone to court me. I need you to show me that you're interested. I want you to spend time with me. Like, Mm -hmm. I do enjoy getting to know someone. I enjoy texting someone. I hate that now with COVID, these men on Hinge suddenly are calling me at random times because there's now a feature for that. Um, I would personally prefer to keep talking to someone over text like iMessage and then meet them Mm. in person versus text them have a FaceTime before meeting in person because then I feel like it takes away almost that surprise element of getting to know them on a different level when you meet them yeah Mm. no surprises no surprises I get it it's also just worrying What if you run out of things to say, which is again why I actually feel like a lot of the men I've met, I have talked to and gotten to know, but haven't asked every dying question in my mind because (laughs) I want to save something for when we first meet. I think that's always the scare factor. Oh, Um, that's right. Okay. Especially like as an introvert, I would say I am an extroverted introvert and I have noticed myself on dates. I haven't necessarily had a bad first date because I Mm -hmm. overcompensate when someone's being shy or not asking enough questions. An extroverted introvert. That's kind of new for me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I like to say that. So when I first left Manila for college in Italy, my brothers told me that I needed to be more outgoing or I'd never make friends. (laughs) Um, So that's where the extroverted introvert comes from. (laughs) So it's something you had to develop. It's definitely something I had to develop. I feel like growing up mm-hmm. in Manila, especially like even during family gatherings, I felt like I was normally with the parents versus the children of people that I had probably never met before. They have the, <laughs> they have the better cheesemess anyway. <laughs> they really do. The titos and titas. <laughs> it's always so much more interesting when you're in that table and you're like, yep, I Ooh. know what's happening in this household now. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we always ask this question as well. Safety. Mm-hmm. When you're about to meet with a guy, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Are there safety protocols? Do you have a, hey, best friend, if I'm going to be here at this time, I'm meeting this guy in this place. If mm-hmm. I'm not back, if I don't text you by a certain time, call the cops, you know? Like, <laughs> like in two hours. What are yeah. your safety <laughs> protocols? I don't know what it's like over where you're at. Is it considered safe, your city? It depends on who you're asking. I would say that it's pretty safe. I haven't had any friends of mine, and I assume we're talking about safety in terms of the dating pool or like just overall yeah, crime, yeah. but I would say that none of my friends and I have ever encountered a catfish. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's good. But in terms of safety protocol, I think there's two things I do. One is asking them, and it's not for me to like even follow you. I could care less about following you on social media until like I actually want to date you mm-hmm. for real. But give me something to show me that you are a real person. We don't have to hop on the phone. I just need verify your identity to some extent past the app. And then if I'm meeting someone in person, my best friend here, granted she is in New Jersey, so it would be a bit difficult for her. But (laughs) she does have my location at all times and I have hers. So whenever we go on a date, I let her know and she'll keep checking it. She'll also give me a call or send me a text message to ask if I'm doing fine. Basically keeping each other updated throughout the night. And if I'm meeting someone for the first time, I'm not going to get shit-faced. Because that's not, (laughs) from a safety standpoint, a good thing. Yeah, So you just watch (laughs) your drinks. Like, make sure that... Yes. 
I definitely watch my drinks. <laughs> Bottled things are the preference in that regard. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the things opened in front of you. Exactly. <laughs> so, do you have any advice for anyone who's considering online dating? Would you recommend it or... I personally recommend online dating. Again, as that introvert, I find it so much easier to get to know people. I feel like mm-hmm. it makes dating a bit more accessible too in that you don't have to limit yourself to the friend groups you know. You can yeah. find people outside of that. <laughs> outside of that. Advice-wise, I would say that I think people need to be open. Be open to the experience. As my experience with online dating has evolved I think now I'm just more open to men I may have not been in the past, although I still have those clear red flags of the gym <laughs> selfies, the shirtless <laughs> selfies. Um, if you say you're a conservative, but I would say I give more men a chance now than I did then. And yeah. I'm willing to carry a conversation just to see where it goes. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. before, if someone didn't reach out to me or they took long to respond or did something, one thing that I was like, this may be a red flag. Now I'm like, let me give you one more chance to see if it's worth it or not. Okay. So just be open. I have a little bit of a wild card question, which we can actually (laughs) edit out. (laughs) (laughs) So we interviewed someone recently who wanted to get some research on how OkCupid and the respondents worked, like what he was going up against. And what he gleaned from that was that he needed to be interesting. And three questions that he asked a woman. The first one, he said, what was it, guys? Do you like scrambled eggs or sunside side up? <laughs> and I'm like, where the hell is this going, right? Yeah. And then the second one was, do, do you, you like, like ham or a- bacon or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Assuming at this point that the girl would be like, why are you asking this, right? Yeah. Or at least ask him, right? Why is there a joke this? to this? Or is yeah, there- exactly. <laughs> no, no, it, it's a bit There's of There's an a- obvious punchline to this. <laughs> yeah. So, and so the girl would say, oh, I like, I don't know, spam or whatever. And, and his point was that he would sort of get an insight into uh, the person a little bit. Like if she comes up with a creative answer, maybe she's funny or witty or whatever right and then he assumes a girl asks why are you asking and his yeah. punchline mm-hmm. is so i know what to cook you for breakfast after our first date after like after our night out or something like that yeah <laughs> how would you respond to that <laughs> so now that you've mentioned it i think that he did enough of a smooth job for me to yeah. be intrigued <laughs> but also don't be presumptuous and just exactly. assume that i'm gonna be there the morning the, later ex- the morning yes. after. exactly that's but he also said that the reason he says that is so he can get a gauge if the girl is maria clara or if she's <laughs> like yeah sure you know so i don't know i guess oh, it's kind of clever yeah yeah no that is clever i definitely think you you probably could tell what type of girl you're going after based on their response and but i'm that's like hard oh my to god flip around for a guy i mean like any guy would be up for you know yeah casual. it is yeah yep. it's rare i'm not saying it's not possible but it's so rare for a guy who's already attracted to you to be like you know what if that's all you're looking for no i'm sorry it's so rare and hinge here for example is supposed to be the more serious from all the dating apps that's at least what people mm. say i i'm not sure it's true i think it's become slightly of a tinder where people are using it for hookups but the ones that are serious put it straight out on their profile i have seen some men and i'm obviously like i haven't tested it out so i don't know if they're actually being honest or truthful but they have straight out said i'm not looking for a one night stand or a friends with benefits i'm looking for a partner don't go into too much detail but 
at least they're being straight up and women don't have to guess or wait to ask where people are when they start dating someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to just put it out there. You have to know what you want and you're hoping to find someone who already also knows what they want or what they're looking for. And so you don't waste exactly. each other's time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah Interesting. So true. Hinge is the dating one. Tinder is the hookup. Because here, okay, Cupid is the one that's a little more and Bumble are like for dating. Yeah. Because apparently yeah. okay, Cupid has a 20-page questionnaire. And so or the, something, the assumption yeah. is, if you're willing to put that much time and effort into answering this, you're probably looking for mm-hmm. something serious and not casual. Because you actually put effort into this. So, Simone, is there anything else you'd like to discuss before we wrap this up? Yeah, I think the one thing, I know I mentioned the advice of being open, but I think the caveat for me to that piece of advice I gave was be Mm -hmm. open and also don't single out one person the moment you're on the app and be Mm -hmm. invested in them. Get to know Mm -hmm. multiple people. I think that's the one mistake I always make and still continue to make is I see one person and their profile might not even be great. And so it might be part attractiveness, part intrigue, mm-hmm. but I settle in on them. And then I tend to just not want to talk to the rest of the people that I matched oh. with. Oh, um, interesting. Mm-hmm. And then when it doesn't work out, I basically let go. I feel like 10 people who I could have talked to, but the window's too late. <laughs> oh. Interesting. That's actually really good advice. Yeah. Yeah. So just be open, even though, I mean, it's kind of like The Bachelor, right? Like, obviously, there's always a front runner. <laughs> yes. But, you know, yeah. just keep dating. You never yeah, know. Yeah, surprise you. <laughs> exactly. Like, mm. now I know. I feel like all my relationships have always been almost instant. Not love at first sight, but from the moment I think we start dating, it's within a matter of weeks, we're already official and whatnot. And I feel like now it's best to just take time and get to know people. And I feel like if you're getting to know multiple people, you'll see through time which personalities match best with you, what matches where you want to go in your life, and if they want to have that same trajectory. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, just best again to be open, keep your options open, and people are young and free. They should be able to explore that instead of feel like they need to be tied down to someone quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you said that don't be too quick. You know, you don't need to get tied down. But I think that's also something Filipinos have a hard time with, right? Because they have some sort of yeah. weird timeline. By the time they're 30, they need to be married and have kids. And I get the kids part because obviously women have a biological timeline. <laughs> yeah. But um, freezing eggs has also become quite big now. Like it's become more accessible to people, right? So- mm-hmm. I think that hits home when people are like, hey, you know, uh, you need to be married by this time. There's maybe some pressure there with Filipinas, even with online dating. Or do you think that's not the case anymore? I feel like that definitely still is the case. I think part of it is parental pressure, but part of it is just having been in the Philippines for so long and just having it instilled in you that like yeah. people have gotten married young and been in successful marriages having done it young, having had children young and whatnot. But now, obviously, it's a bit different. I feel like depending on the career my friends are at, it Mm -hmm. changes. For example, I have a friend who just became a doctor and she doesn't want to get married until after. Um, She like fully completes her residency and whatnot. And then I have other friends who are like, 
I have one who I would say is eager to get married, is really actively looking for someone. And that's when I'm like, take your time. Like you will find your person eventually. Yeah. I feel like when you start rushing, that's when you, make you come into the people. <laughs> yeah, You come <laughs> into the people that may not be the best fit for you. That's true. And do they online date? Like the one that's, no, I need to put this on hold. I'm going to put my career ahead of this whole relationship thing. Does she still online date casually or do any of them online date for that matter? No. No. So my last one that was online dating in Manila, and again, she's in grad school now in Australia. She actually met someone online. I'm not sure what app it ended up being. It might have been Coffee Meets Bagel or something like that. Um, but yeah, there or something app. like that. <laughs> I'm not positive what the Australian favorites are for online dating. But yeah, she did meet someone there and they've been dating for several months now and it's going well. So it does work out. <laughs> it does. It really does work out. We've been interviewing so many people and it might not end in marriage all the time, but there are people who have had multiple long-term relationships come out of yes and i think that's something people also need to think about especially back home is that what you consider success to be when it comes to dating generally but specifically with online dating like Mm -hmm. to me success is just being able to meet good people yeah get that experience and if it ends up in the long-term relationship great i don't think it needs to end up in a marriage to be successful but i'm also someone that lives with no regrets so yeah yeah (laughs) it's that expectation that a successful relationship ends in marriage i mean that's what successful is Mm. i suppose so yes so hopefully as the norms change which i am Mm -hmm. personally I don't know about marriage or children (laughs) i'm granted i'm under 30 so maybe that's why i'm still not there but yeah (laughs) I feel like the path I'm trying to go on is not the traditional Filipina path. (laughs) Um, And thankfully, my family is supportive (laughs) of it. Although they do quip here and there that they want me to have children eventually. (laughs) But we'll Uh, see. Don't you always get that, sayang yung lahi mo. Yeah, I hear that all the time. When I hear that, I'm like, that is not a good enough excuse. I'm so sorry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, like... So many big families back home, chances are there's someone that's going to carry on the line. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't need to be me. Yeah. yeah. As, as girls, we don't, carry the, we don't carry the last name anyway, you know? Yep. So there's no pressure there. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Anna, do you have any more questions before we wrap this up? Uh, or I, I think, think she answered most of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we covered it. We wanted Lovely. to. Lovely. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm going to ask one last question. Do you, and this is, I don't know if this is a leading question, but it's definitely something I wanted to <laughs> ask. But do you feel that it is just so much better? Like it's more freeing to be in the States? You know, because again, we've mm. got this Filipino, very Catholic, only country in the world that still doesn't have divorce. So like, it's just, it's, it can be expectations for a woman. Yeah. Do you feel like you just feel much more free to online date there? Yes, I definitely feel free to online date, mm. but I've also gotten comments, at least from friends of mine, when I talk about online dating. And again, I think this is the Filipino upbringing yeah. of me wanting to be in mm. a serious monogamous relationship. And I think 
Filipinos are more likely to have those values than maybe American men that are my age mm. grew up here throughout their lives, given the fact that there's just so many more options with online dating. Yeah. I feel like over the years, especially, it mm-hmm. keeps getting worse and worse where people just feel like they have too many options to settle down with one person. I guess in that regard, too many options becomes it's like, the problem. Yeah. Yes, it um, can be sometimes. Yeah. But yes, I do feel like obviously more free to online date here. I think I may do both traditional dating and like online dating if I ever move back home. (laughs) Just to really keep the options open. (laughs) Because I mean, it's still very taboo here. And that's why Anna and I started this. We wanted to get rid of that stigma, get rid of that taboo maybe. And let people know that there's actually at the heart of it, it's just like dating. Mm-hmm. Except with a wider mm-hmm. pool. It really is just like dating. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, some people were yeah. saying that it cuts out a lot of wasted time because yeah. you go on yeah. literally thousands of first dates within minutes because yeah. you're swiping and saying, nah, that doesn't work for me. And I like that insight because I think that that in itself should sort of remove the stigma because what you're doing is you're just wasting less of your time and whomever you may meet time, time, I guess. Yeah. yeah. 100%. And I think part of reducing that stigma is just educating people and maybe certain demographics that lean older yeah. about what dating apps really are. Yeah. Yes, there's that hookup aspect of it, but I think there are also people out there actually looking for real relationships. Yeah. But I mean, there's um, also a very big <laughs> hookup aspect in clubbing. You yes, know, like there's, no one's ashamed to say that I went difference. clubbing yesterday. It's just virtual, right? Yeah, and you have the mm-hmm. evidence. Yeah. I think that's the yeah. only thing different. Is like online dating. You technically have the evidence of someone talking to you that you matched on an app. Whereas if you meet <laughs> someone in a club and hook up with them, you don't have to see their face again. Technically yeah. speaking, yeah. you don't have to have that exchange and have reminders. <laughs> that's it. Um. Thanks, Simone. Thanks for giving us your yeah. time, your insight. Your insights are great. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. It was and, so uh, great ladies, to be just, on. Ladies, be careful of the venison stew. <laughs> just, you don't know who else he's bringing be that to. Be very careful. <laughs> <laughs> you think this guy's a keeper and then you're like, nope, not a keeper. He's just really good at making venison stew. <laughs> right? But now I'm like, maybe women should have it in their back pocket as a... Right? <laughs> Show up with like chicken flirt tactic. <laughs> it turns out if you had gone to his apartment and opened his freezer, he had tens of those. Oh my god, frozen! <laughs> then I'd be like, Is he a serial killer? Yeah, <laughs> no, he's more like a serial dater. <laughs> that would be so bad. Oh my goodness. Well, thanks so much for your time. Um, I know your day is yeah. just starting there. Ours is about to end and uh, another work week supposed to start for us. We have work, so yeah. Thanks so much. Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much, Simone. Thank you. Have a good evening. You too. You too. Bye. Swipers Anonymous is a Mighty Media production. Our theme song is by Ian Amane, sound in production by Luis Cruz. If you have questions, want to reach out, or want to be on the show, or just want to chat, contact us at milotiberiusmedia at gmail.com. That's M-I-L-O-T-I-B-E-R-I-U-S media. milotiberiusmedia at gmail.com. 